Today, we're talking to Soundar, data science practice head at Hexaware, about machine learning at scale. You're listening to the Modern CTO Podcast. So tell me a little bit about what's your specialty? Data science is my specialty. In fact, I started with SPC. It's called, it's called statistical process control. Core manufacturing industries, they love it. And I'm sure you heard about Six Sigma, Nine Sigma, Twelve Sigma, right? And multiple millions of tries. So that is the kind of uh, no, quality and perfection you can achieve through those techniques. I started uh, my career with that, then slowly moved on. And uh, now I'm, I'm with ID company, almost doing the same thing and reducing the error through statistics. Nice. And so that lends itself to machine learning, right? What do you get to do with it? Right. And let's say machine learning, right? Data science is, is another word. A lot of people call with a lot of names, machine learning, data science, artificial intelligence. Right? If we make the machine learn what we do or what we can't do, that is simply put, it is, it is machine learning. And basically it helps us maybe multiple human brains together and bring up the insights which are not known earlier to the business and takes out unknown insights which are critical to the business. So that is the power of the machine learning and the statistical algorithm can bring up. I'm really passionate to work with those statistical algorithms and bring up useful insights to the business so that it is beneficial to the business and to my organization as well. So it's more of a consulting type engagement where you work with the business to find insights by using machine learning. Right, right. And my portfolio starts with consulting and I touch almost all the faces, including project implementation. What are some of the cooler projects that you've gotten to work on? Right, and uh, very niche area. So you, you might be aware of this particular area, which is semiconductor manufacturing. Right, And sometime back in the, the COVID, everybody was looking at, oh, okay, what happened to the semiconductors or IC chips? So some blockades, cars are you know not getting delivered, scooters are not getting delivered, correct? And we deal with such companies as well, and we are building machine learning models for them as well. And one particular use case I'm going to talk about in detail. So the that industry is very niche and very, very sensitive, you know, right? You know about the data, data sensitivity, normal human beings, and they, are, they care for their own data, but these, these are all high costly and highly sensitive, protective, and no other person should know. And can you imagine one person who is working in that particular company fully on-premise and no cloud technology, you can imagine without cloud technology, building a machine learning model at scale is always difficult. We have done it, we tasted success and proved that we can do it. Multiple machine learning models without cloud technologies to them. Why is it so difficult to do it at scale? Because when we talk about cloud technologies, all the hyperscalers, right, at Google, Azure, and AWS, they have the bells and whistles, right? Right. When you when you when you start an machine learning model, you can pick up, say, a template and build a model easily. You can use drag and drop feature and build a model easily. You can scale it because the technology will allow you to just include multiple nodes. One node you use, you can just use multiple nodes, just 
drag and drop multiple nodes and add it. That means scaling. I mean, that is that is quite possible, easy, because of the services they have, the APIs they they have, the ML model at scale is relatively easy when it comes to hyperscalers. But when it comes to on-premise, and those things are not there, right? And the drag and drop features won't be there, and the APIs and services, right? Suddenly, if we, if I want to, you know, multiply multiple nodes, and I don't think that's quite possible, easy. And we waited it in on-premise. That's a speciality of Hex, where I would say, in this machine learning area. So that's one of the ways you specialize is with scaling on-prem models. Right, right, and once. Anybody specialized scaling ML model on premises, it is easy. It is a cakewalk when it comes to you know using a hyperscaler like Azure, AWS, because things are going to be relatively easy. Many many services are just pull it and drop it. Is is there a benefit in cost to run these models on prem versus in the cloud? More than comparing the cost, it's a business criticality, right and not allowing my data to be seen to the outside world or making my data vulnerable to keeping it in the, in the, in the cloud. That's how our clients are seeing, I mean, on-premises. We do have clients where we have uh, implemented cloud technologies, ML at scale, but that, that data is not that critical, but they allow the model to be posted on the on the cloud where the easy ML at scale is possible. So when we talk about at scale, maybe you can correct me, is it relative to each company or is there a specific threshold where there's a certain amount of data you're processing that means at scale or there's a certain part in your growth process that means you are distinctly at scale or is it just more of like a general word to describe increasing the load on the process? Okay, so let me talk from the evolution of the ML, right? And ML was in paper, resource paper, and not able to implement. Then came the computing power, and people started using computing power and start building the model. Deep learning models were, were still in the papers. Now we are able to use deep learning models because of the computing power, right? And now it's a reality, and everybody started using it. So that's the evolution, right? And my point is, ML at scale was there from the beginning now it is prominent because because of its its benefit so the feasibility now it is prominent i can give you a, maybe a simple example let us take customer churn prediction very famous well known proven problem statement customer churn prediction say for an insurance company what this model does this model predicts oh you have 1 million customers out of 1 million customers 15k customers are going to cut the relationship that is a prediction then their marketing team can act upon it but before even they cut the relationship the model will say this is all the potential customers they might leave the you know relationship that's a good one right assume that it is giving more than 90% accuracy that's fantastic same customers of that same company automobile insurance customers life insurance customers they may churn in a different way yeah right if it is statistically proven essentially we should have two different models absolutely one ml model machine learning model has become two now one insurance company not just having just two two products they have five products 
six products right automobile insurance life insurance health insurance right lot of other property insurance say for example five different products that means five different ml models so one model became two two has become five now think of the geography the people health insurance in uk they may act differently than the euro people geographically that geo and this geo may behave differently then split it now one can understand the ml at scale <laughs> no it's not a concept it is a need and it is possible it is evident prominent it is feasible because of the technologies that we have around us no that makes sense because it's only going to grow more and more i know you do the consulting part but i saw that you had i think it's a tool called amaze so you you make tools but you also do consulting as well right right and the machine learning model right and we we use hyperscalers totally automated right machine learning model building itself is automated and hyperscalers you know about all hyperscalers yes so that is is a cool way of building model the point is when we use such tools in platform it is easy and quick to build a model and see the output and instead of building one model in 3 months same use case we build 12 times same model that means 12 different iterations same model so that we you change some idea you build it again change another idea give another input give another idea iterate right people normally take 3 months and 4 months to build one single model so same problem but use multiple inputs multiple ideas iterate that is a possibility now which is happening What's the most difficult thing about machine learning? It's about the process, right? And of course, it needs statistical background to help us. So that is the critical thing and people use this drag and drop feature build a machine learning model they can still produce unless otherwise we know the the nuances of say a dropbox. We just pull a dropbox, the dropbox say it, it does the hypothesis testing. unless otherwise we know what is the exact hypothesis testing right we can see the results and get the inference but it is a knowledge of statistics that brings data scientists special that is the most difficult thing that's the most difficult thing statisticians becoming familiarized with the technology and that particular growth I mean statistics plus technology plus domain knowledge or somebody else has to bring in the domain knowledge so these three things together will make a good machine learning model if these three things are not aligned properly whatever be the technology i don't think there will be a good machine learning model output yeah no i i agree what's the thing that you're most excited about right now with this technology right and people talk about ml at scale and at pace and at scale can you imagine 210 models for the uh, electronic manufacturing equipment manufacturing company right but the time we have taken to build one model half a day i mean full building testing validating pushing it at scale and at, at pace if this is not there 210 models is not possible it will take years the technologies which we have around us is really 
enabling us, right? And I did mention some of the technologies which does automation of ML right from model building to model deployment. For example, data robot, data IQ, H2O.ai, and so on. When the AI ultimately, like Elon Musk, right? He talks about people that don't understand technology are scared about the future of AI and, and robots and things like that. What are your thoughts? Are you scared or, or no? I am part of that community. Uh, unless otherwise AI is leveraged for good purpose, it might destroy. So that's the reason even we have. So when we put our own thought process, what kind of AI model we have to build and give to the world, it should be clean, unfair, unbiased, AI and ML model should be clean. So that is our thought process, right? That is also recommendation from myself. One of the predictive maintenance model, one of the predictive maintenance model in the manufacturing company, it pointed out specific suppliers raw material as a faulty one. Why? Because of some influence. So basically that particular model was biased. How do you make an unbiased model? I mean, isn't the whole point to have some sort of bias to detect a pattern? How do you make it right. pattern detection machine unbiased? Correct. I can, as a data scientist, if data scientist is super knowledgeable, that person can make the model biased. We can just give wrong input to the model and make the model to give the output, the kind of output he wants. That is a fear people have, no? Yeah. So that's happening in the industry, I'm saying, right? And the, in the humanity level, and that's different. And Elon Musk is talking about that. What do you think we should do about it? Everybody should be responsible, right? And when, when I give an output, whatever be the output, my output is always ML model. I am responsible for my output. That should be clean, fair, responsible, trustworthy. Are you teaching your, your kids how to do this type of technology? Are they interested in it? Are they not interested in it? <laughs> I let my kids decide the future on, on their own. And uh, looking at me, I think they are not fond of my way of uh, working <laughs> and career. <laughs> they are in a totally different area. Oh. They, wa they want to do construction, architecturing, landscaping. That's very cool. Uh, so, I mean... <laughs> Look, I talk to companies all the time that build massive softwares in those spaces, right? But they're interested in like building really big buildings like skyscrapers and architecture. Right. That's pretty neat. Yeah, so my my descendants they're not going to be in IT. Yeah. Well, I hate to I hate to let them know that they're going to end up being in IT somehow <laughs> because the the softwares you use to build those buildings yeah. are fairly detailed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody will end up surrounded by IT everywhere. Yeah, I know. Tell me a little bit about how people can learn more about Hexware. Maybe they have machine learning models that they want to grow. They want to do more machine learning within their company and scale it up. How do people learn more? Right. We have a community. It's called Data Science Community. And this community comprised of statistician, visualization specialist, domain specialist, Everybody. That's the reason we call it as a community. They talk to each other. 
right? They, they talk about the, the data science problem inside and outside Hexaware, right? Problems and solutions and new technique, new areas from outside. Anybody who wants to know about Hexaware data science practice, then we do have a nice website that will talk about what we do and how responsible we are in terms of AI and ML. And then is that just hexaware.com? Right. Very cool. So we'll put a link in the show notes so that people can get there. Do you have any other topics that we want to discuss or calls to action that we want people to do? Right. On one topic and one call to action, right? The, it, it is beyond ML at scale, right? Every trending topic will go outdated. What are the next trending, right? It is beyond ML at scale and people are interested now and they will be interested on deploying the ML model, correct? And making it available, making it available to the end user. People are excited. People were excited at the beginning if they see an ML model in their own laptop, satisfied. But that is not the satisfaction, right? It should reach the end user. End users should use it and provide feedback. He should feel happy about it, right? That is happening at scale, not space, right? And that is going to be there at least for next two, three years. And um, I mean, without that, that's going to be the basic for any ML, right? It is not just ML model building. It is also ML model deployment, monitoring, and continuously training it, right? That is going to be there. And that is ML model deployment, monitoring, retraining, and governance. And do you build software for this or do you just organize existing software projects? We leverage the existing software for this. Of course, Azure has its own stack and AWS has its own stack, Google as well. And there are uh, some niche players like uh, DataRobot, DataIQ, H2O.ai. They all have a niche software. Very cool. All right, what didn't we cover today that we want to get out there to the world? Right, and this is the same message, and I would like to tell who are belonging to this community, data science, or machine learning, AI, ML community, be responsible. Yes. Let us produce, yeah, let us produce our part that is fair, trustworthy, that is the recommendation and request from my side. It's demand from my side. (laughs) (laughs) this has been great Sundar thank you so much man we made a podcast how do you feel feeling great and fantastic thank you so much for listening and if you found this episode useful please share it with a friend or colleague who you think would get value from it and if you have topics that you'd like to hear discussed on the podcast either add me on LinkedIn or send me an email joel at moderncto.io Every time I get an email or LinkedIn message, it absolutely makes my day and inspires me to keep going.